0: Hello there, I'm Minister Paula Cornett. Thank you for joining me on today's podcast, Revelations from the Heart. I'm so excited for what the Lord has in store for you today, and I hope that you will be encouraged by today's message. I'd love to stay connected with you online. You can visit my website at www.paulocornett.weebly.com. Also, visit me on Facebook, Instagram, and my YouTube channel. Well, grab your Bible. Let's get into today's episode. Well, praise the Lord. Welcome to Revelations from the Heart podcast. I am your podcast host, Minister Paula Cornett. So glad that you've joined me today. Looking forward to our time together in the Word of God. We are on episode number 38. This is Armed and Dangerous series, and we are doing... Uh, Covering the different pieces of weaponry and this is part two. I did part one last week and just thank God for you all that have been listening and um, that have been joining in. Be sure that when you um, log on to this podcast, make sure that you're subscribed so that you can uh, receive the uh, podcast as soon as it downloads and uh, also please leave a review for me. I would appreciate that if you'd leave a review in the comment section and as always you can always visit me on my website and um, from there you can access and uh, get my uh, email so if you want to be joined to the email list you will receive uh, information right to your inbox because I may be coming to your city your state your town or your country and so I just thank God for all those that are listening near and far uh, thanking God just for how good he's been. Hopefully you've been learning something these last few weeks and, uh, we're going to do this session and we got one more and this will close out the armed and dangerous series. And I encourage you to go back and, uh, listen to it again. The information is, it's so much information that you want to make sure that you, you, you hear it again and again. And again, I, I, Uh, only scratched the surface with what I covered. I couldn't cover everything. The subject is still much more vast. And I just always encourage you to pick up "Dress to Kill by Pastor Rick Renner. You can get it on renner.org. I believe it's available also on Amazon as well. Uh, It's called "Dress to Kill. And there is, uh, that book is just a powerful book. It lays out in detail, the armor of God, like I've never seen it before. In fact, I drew most Uh, of my secondary information from his book, he was, he was, it was one of my study resources. And so, um, I just thank God for that. Well, let's have a quick word of prayer and we're going to get right into, uh, continuing with the different pieces of weaponry that the Lord has given us to wage war against the enemy. Father, we thank you today for your word. Father God, I pray that you prepare each and every heart that you speak through these lips of clay. I thank you for the indwelling presence of Almighty God and I thank you Father God that your Holy Spirit will speak to us today through the things that we will learn to so you be the glory the honor and the praise in the mighty name of Jesus I pray amen I first want to quickly just review um what we've been talking about we've been looking at Ephesians chapter 6 starting at verse 10 the Apostle Paul was the writer of this particular uh, book, and he wrote this to the church in Ephesus. This particular church, uh, body of believers, they had ta- lay- they had laid down their weaponry, and they were just really kind of in a in a bad place. And so Paul comes with this portion of scripture to encourage them of who they are and wh- how God sees us in the spirit realm. And he begins to lay out the different pieces of of weaponry he tells us to put on all the armor the full armor of God there are seven pieces of weaponry that the that the um the roman soldier it, it like he likens it to a roman soldier and it gives us the picture of what we our spiritual armor looks like and it's so amazing to me that God chose this time because if he had been looking at someone that may be in the United States military there. Uh, weaponry and the things that they wear is not like a Roman soldiers. And so it's just amazing how God used in this time frame that he knew that the Roman soldier, how they would be dressed and how it would relate to us spiritually. So there are seven pieces of weaponry and God wants us to have on all these pieces so that we can stand against the wiles of the devil. We established and found out from past lessons that it's not a matter of if, but it's a matter of when that every believer will go through a spiritual attack at some point in time and that we are not fighting against physical forces, but we're fighting against spiritual forces, evil forces that are, uh, that are committed. The devil and his demons are committed to our demise. They're very, uh, evil, very malevolent, very malicious, very foul and vile, but God has given us the weaponry where to fight. So in light of all this, Paul says above all Or he says, therefore, take on the whole arm of God. So in light of all this, we're aware of, we're aware of our enemy. We're aware of who he is. We are aware of what he does, his mode of operation, that he's a thief, that he's a liar, that, that he is evil, that he is the prince of the power of the air, that he is so many, so many things. But, uh, and he's saying that in light of all of this, to take on the full armor Tells to, to take on the full armor of God, so that you'll be able to stand in the evil day. And an evil day is any day that evil tries to invade your space. You may wake up in the morning and you get sick. You just have a sick feeling. All so that's evil trying to invade your day, trying to just uh, bring. Uh, evil things into your life. You may have an unexpected, unexpected financial situation that arises. That's evil trying to come into your day. You got to push back the evil forces. You know, God sees the champion. In you before the battle even begins, God sees you as the victor he sees you as standing he sees you as making it through whatever you may be going through whatever you may be dealing with know this that the ultimate end is we win you may be having some setbacks right now you may be having some disappointments right now but to know that there will be in after this so having done all to stand stand therefore the assurance is to know that at the end of this battle we will be standing you will be standing if you're in Christ and if you have on these weapons you will be able to stand we learned last week we started to look at and pull apart the different pieces of weaponry that God has given us And the first piece the central piece the most important weapon because everything else is connected to this piece of armor um the Bible says, uh, Paul says to take up having done all the stands, stand for having girded your waist with truth, having girded your waist with truth. The Roman soldier had, it was called a loin belt. It was a loin belt that he had that, that he put on. And on this loin belt, there was a hook on the right side, a hook on the left side, uh, the shield hooked on one side and, um, his breastplate hooked in to the other side, so everything was connected to to, to the to this loin belt. He had a, a a pouch in the back that he put his lance in, that he would pull out his lance. So if you didn't have on the loin belt then that meant that you weren't ready for battle because everything, nothing would fit right without this loin belt. The loin belt is a representation of the word of God. It's the Bible. That's what the loin belt is. That is our foundation is truth. If you don't know the truth, you're going to believe a lie. If you don't know the truth, you won't be able to fight against the wicked one. You won't be able to fight the enemy and everything else will be falling apart. So you have to first be established in the truth. And the only truth that there is, is the word of God, no matter what anybody tries to say, no matter what in how they try to spin it. Truth is only found in the word of God, not in man's ideology, not in man's philosophy, not in man's thoughts and conjectures. Truth is only found in the word of God. His word is truth. And so this is the only piece of weaponry that we can physically see. All the other pieces of weaponry are spiritual weapons that we do not see. This is the only piece that we can see. I did a more in-depth teaching. You have to listen to last week's if you didn't get that already. The next piece of weaponry that the Roman soldier put on it was the breastplate. The Bible says the, put on the breastplate of righteousness. He likens our righteousness as the breastplate. The breastplate plate was the shiniest piece it was connected to the loin belt okay and so it was the shiniest piece it was a beautiful piece of whatever. remember i told you that it had these scale scale like um uh, metal that overlapped one another and as they would walk these metals would rub together and they would just get shinier and shinier and the luster was just magnificent so that when they would stand into the sun and the sun the the, the 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 radiance of the sun shot, uh, beating up against the uh, breastplate It would make it absolutely just so, so shiny that it would be blinding to the, to the enemy. And so that's the way our righteousness is. When you're in right standing with God, when you live right before the Lord, you, that is a powerful weapon against the enemy. You can blind him by your righteousness, by being righteous. Now, we're not righteous in anything that we do, but we're declared righteous because of Christ. You say, well, what does righteousness mean? Like I said, it's in right standing with God, you're in right standing with God. The Bible says that he only hears the prayers of the righteous. There's some people that are praying and God is not even hearing them. And it's not because he doesn't want to, but because he can't, because he said in his word, he only hears the prayers of the righteous. So get yourselves together. If you're not living right, if you're not living for the Lord, get yourself together, start living right, living for the Lord so that he can hear your prayers. Okay. So that he can hear your prayers. So our righteousness, it is a weapon. It is a powerful, powerful, powerful weapon against the enemy. This breastplate was the first thing that people noticed on the Roman soldier. And our righteousness as well is people should notice that righteousness in us. Okay. So let's go on to the next pieces. We're going to start afresh anew today. And we're going to start with talking about the shoes of peace the shoes of peace now these shoes now listen very very carefully about what i'm um getting ready to say here so that you don't miss what i'm saying here the shoes of peace okay the shoes of the roman soldiers it it was it was two parts actually okay and so uh the shoes that he wore they were like they were like made like they were like sandals, but they were not just like slip in sandals or flip flops or something like that that you would put on. But these shoes, they were uh, made of leather straps and they were. um. They were tightly bound on the Roman soldiers foot so that that they wouldn't come off. They were secure very, 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 very well. And also the Roman soldier had what we call a grieve. Now, a grieve was. Um. It began at the the top of the knee and extended down, okay? Down, like, to the shin, okay? And so uh, this greave was, you know, made of metal or what have you. And it would protect the Roman soldier because during battle, the uh, enemy would try to... Uh, knock, uh, kick them in the shin to, you know, get them, get them to fall over so that then they could overtake them. But with this, with this grieve on, it would protect the Roman soldier's legs. And sometimes he would be walking through thorny areas and through areas that had rocks and the pebbles would hit up and hit, they wouldn't hit the leg, they would hit that greave So he was just secure and didn't even know sometimes the things that he was um, up against. So the shoes of peace The word it said, have your feet shod with the shoes, with the feet, with the preparation of the gospel of peace. So the word shod, it just kind of is a word that's compounded together. When you put it together, it means not loose fitting, but it means tightly bound around the feet. So this Roman soldier's shoes were tightly bound around his feet. And the preparation, the word preparation, it just gives us the sense of readiness or movement. So the Roman soldier was always moving. Okay, so just like with us, when we have on those shoes of peace, we're constantly moving forward. We're not standing still, we're not stagnant, but we're moving forward because the peace of God is there in our lives. Say amen. Now, the Bible says peace, feet shot with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Now, peace is a very lengthy definition but it just means this it means a cessation of war conflict put away a time of rebuilding and reconstruction after war has ceased distractions removed a time of prosperity this is the one i like the rule or order in place of chaos so rule or order in the place of chaos it is a calm it is an inner stability that results in the ability to conduct oneself peacefully even in the midst of circumstances that would normally be traumatic or upsetting. The Greek equivalent to this Hebrew word. I mean the Greek the Greek equivalent of. No, hold on. I'm getting all toward it. The Hebrew word shalom is the Greek equivalent to this word peace. So the, you've heard the word shalom in Hebrew. It means peace as well. Which expresses the idea of wholeness, completeness, or tranquility. In the soul that is unaffected by outward circumstances of pressure. So you move forward without distraction. Now, as I mentioned before. That. The shoes were made of two parts. Okay. There was the, the, the actual shoe that went on this Roman soldier's foot that was. Uh, tied together on the foot very tightly. And not loose fitting, but tight fitting. And then there was the greave as well. Now. Just like the, it has, the, the shoes of peace have two pieces, two pieces, two parts. Let me say it like that. There are two pieces, peace, P-E-A-C-E, in um, that we know about in scripture. And that is, there's peace with God. And this is the peace that you experience when you get saved. Because you're no longer in hostility with God. But a lot of times when people get saved, it's like a peace comes over them. Like they're just like... Oh, my God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. There's a peace of God. And then there's the peace of God. Now, the peace of God is somewhat different because you can have peace with God, but not the peace of God. When you have the peace of God, it's a keeping peace. It's like as if you're in a divine bubble. So just like how the shoes were made of two pieces, there are are two separate pieces, P-E-A-C-E, in God. There's the peace with God and the peace of God. All right. So it's very, uh, uh, paramount that you understand that. So just like how the shoes, you had the actual shoe and then you have the grief, the other part. So, um, an example of this would be, uh, I remember when my uncle, uh, passed away a couple of years ago from a, a fatal car crash. And, um, I was to give some remarks and encouragement to the family. And before I, I went up there, you know, of course, being in the moment and, and everything, like that's a very sad occasion, and I was, you know, just a mess, teary-eyed, emotional, just, and I thought I had to get myself together, because, you know, I need to go up here and say something, I can't be emotional saying something, you know, trying to say something, and so when the pastor came to give me, it was time for the ministers to be seated on the platform, he came and got me, and I said, okay, I went to the restroom, kind of, you know, wiped my face, got my, tried to get myself together, the moment I set foot, my first foot on the platform, the peace of God just came over me. And it, it was it was just so, so amazing. It was as if the Holy Spirit had stopped my emotion, like put a plug on my emotion. I had no more desire to cry or even to be sad because I had an assignment that was at hand and I needed the peace of God to come over me. So it was as if like God put me in just this divine bubble for that moment in time so that I could be able to not be emotional and be able to carry out and deliver what it was that he was telling me to say. To the people, and so uh, when you experience that peace, you will know it. In fact, I said to myself, "I said that's the peace of God. That is the peace of God." And I just sat in that peace and rested in that peace, and was able to minister to the people uh, in the midst of of loss. You know, myself, and it was it was a very close close loss. And so, you know, it's different when you do a funeral for other people, but when you do your own, and people that you know in your own family, it's just it's just a different. It's never easy on either side. But it's just different when it's your own family. So there is peace with God. And then there's the peace of God. You want to make sure that you're in the peace. Did you have peace with God? Yes. And that you also have peace of God. Because that peace is what will keep you in the midst of hostility. That's the peace that will keep you in your place. So just like um, the Roman soldier had two separate parts to the shoes. We also have Two separate pieces with God. Okay. And lastly, the Roman soldier had on this shoe at the very end, or at the very bottom of the shoe was what they called hobnails. And these hobnails were um they were sharp and they were long and they were like spike like, okay. And so they, they held the soldier in place so that when the soldier was out at, at battle, he would uh, press his feet into the into the ground and he would be he would be standing there. He would be immovable. So, the picture here is that peace will keep you in place. A good rule of thumb whenever you're making a decision is always follow peace. If the decision that you have to make, if you don't have a peace about it, don't do it. If you don't have a peace about it, don't do it. But you always follow peace. Okay, you want to remember that to always follow peace. Romans 16 and 20 says this. And this is interesting to point out. It says, "In the God of peace, the God of peace will crush Satan under your feet shortly. Okay. And so what this means here is that the Roman soldier, they were told that when they were out in battle, that if somebody was silly enough while you're, you know, walking through in a, in a stampede to get into your way, you don't stop. You keep moving no matter what. You keep moving no matter what. So you could just imagine if a person got caught up in the midst of the Roman soldiers marching and got in the way. They did not stop for them. They would keep moving. So with these uh, spiked hobnails in their shoes, that person would be pretty messed up. And then after all these Roman soldiers, you know, come past. And so the picture here is that what God is telling us is that if Satan is dumb enough to get in our way. You don't, don't give him no attention. You keep moving forward. You keep moving forward. You got to let Satan know that I don't think so, devil. You're not doing that today. You're not doing that tomorrow. I saw somebody put a quote in it said, um, saying this to the devil said, today's not good. Today, I don't, not today and tomorrow don't look good either. So you got to tell the devil, I don't think so. You can't, you can't have my son. You can't have my daughter. You can't have my brother. You can't have my sister. You can't have anything that belongs to me. Okay. I don't think so. I do not think so. Not this one. Not on my watch. You're not going to have this one on this watch. So. God has given us peace. And with peace as our foundation. We are so secure that we can step out in confidence. And we can be confident in our faith. That without, without being moved by what we see. Or what we hear peace makes you immovable peace gives you a firm footing peace keeps you the peace that passes all understanding the peace that passes all understanding will guard our hearts and our minds how is it that during the midst of a traumatic situation you can have peace it's what God gives it's what God gives the next piece of weaponry is the shield is the shield the shield of faith. Now, there are two kinds of shields. There was a shield that the Roman soldier used when they would uh, walk in festivals and parades. And the one that they used during the festival and parades was kind of, it was like decorative. And it was probably, probably seen like in a movie or something like that. Those little like uh, round shields. They're like little round shields that they would, you know, hold up. But this is not the type of shield that is mentioned here in this particular um in this particular uh chapter, but the shield that it's talking about here first of all, the shield was connected to the loin belt. okay it was connected to the loin belt. remember that I said everything was connected to the loin belt, so everything is connected to the truth if you don't know the truth, you'll believe a lie if you're not if your foundation is not in the truth, if your foundation is not in the word of God, you will be swayed by anything you will believe anything. You got to know the truth. You got to trust the truth of God because God knows all truth. All right. So this particular shield that uh, Paul was talking about here, it was just like the size of a door. It was wide in width and it was long in length. And it was used to de- um, depict battle shields because these shields were shaped like a door. Okay. So that it would cover the Roman soldier from head to toe and all on all on the sides. All right, now it was composed of multiple layers of animal hide. Then this animal hide, it was tightly woven together and it would become really strong. It was so tightly woven together, it was strong, almost like strong, like steel. So this shield was extremely strong. It was long lasting and it was hard wearing. Likewise, our faith should be extremely strong, long lasting and durable. Now they had to care for the shield. So over time, if they didn't uh, take proper care of it and maintenance of this particular of the shield, then the leather, it could become stiff and it become when things become stiff, it could be breakable. So every morning, the Roman soldier, he would rub oil from a vial onto the leather to keep it soft, to keep it pliable. So we must do this because over time, our faith can become hard when we're put under pressure. It could crack and it could fall to pieces, but our faith requires frequent anointings of the Holy Spirit. So we must continue to develop in faith. They would saturate this shield with water. So on top of putting this oil on it, then they would dip it in some water. Now, why do you think they would dip it in water? Well, they knew that their enemy would use arrows. And some of these are called the, the, the Bible says fiery darts. Okay, so some of the arrows could be just plain arrows, but some of them could be these fiery darts they'd have fired on on them. And when the arrows came their way, they they hold that shield up. This shield would extinguish these darts on impact. Okay, so above all describes the position. It 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 uh, describes the position. So you may have thrown your faith away. You may have lost faith something because things didn't happen the way you wanted to. You can pick that faith up again. If you've laid it down, pick it up again because God is faithful. God is faithful. Okay. So to it says to, to taking above all, taking the, the shield of faith. So that means just to take something in your hand, to pick something up, to pick it back up again. So you see here that Paul is telling these people, apparently they had laid down their, their faith. So he's telling them to pick it back up again. So many believers, they get hit and sometimes they get, they get hit in their emotion with these fiery, uh, these fiery arrows. So sometimes your faith has to be renewed. Okay. Sometimes your sense of faith has to be renewed. Now something very powerful would happen as well with the Roman soldiers. Sometimes when they were in battle, they would have these shields, these door size shields that was protecting the Roman soldier from head to toe. And uh, if they were in like a serious attack, Sometimes what they would do is they would stand side by side and they would put their shields together so that it would make a fortified wall, a fortified wall. Sometimes in life, we need other believers to come and stand beside us to help us in our faith, to help strengthen our faith. You know, in Christ, we're in this together. And sometimes situations come, situations arise that it's just too, too much to bear. And sometimes you need the help of other mature believers that can help you to stand strong in faith to whatever you're believing God for. Okay, so if your faith is saturated in the word, if your faith, if it's anointed, it's out front and it will stop the wicked attacks of the devil every single time. We learned that the word wicked is the same word that we've used before, Ponderous, and it's just malicious or uh, hostile, vile, foul. So the devil, he's he's out. He's out. He's out to take down whoever he can. But you don't have to be, You don't. even though you may be on his hit list, you don't have to be a victim. But we are victors in Christ already. The outcome is that we win. Satan has been defeated. We have to maintain our victory and continue to fight the good fight of faith. So maybe perhaps today that, as you were just listening to this, you may say to yourself, you know, my faith has is, is been kind of, it's in need of a fresh infilling. My faith is in need of just some some renewal. Just lift your hands wherever you are and just receive it right now in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, Father God, just stir the hearts of the people again. Father God, I just thank you that we will take up the shield of faith. We will take up that shield of faith. If they've laid it down to pick it back up again. To pick it back up again, I thank you, Father, for the weapons that you've given us. I thank you, Lord, that you just you covered everything, and you did not leave us here defenseless and so, Lord, I just thank you that you continue to bless the people that have been listening, that have been a part of this podcast, that you bless and encourage your hearts, Father God, and I thank you that you be glorified in each and every person's life. I thank you for a fresh and filling of your mighty holy spirit. I thank you for your anointing that destroys yoke. Lord, make yourself known wherever they are right now. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Well, next week we're going to conclude with the last three pieces. The Helmet of Salvation. Let me see. I don't... got the Helmet of Salvation. There's seven pieces here. And we're going to look at the Helmet of Salvation. The Sword of the Spirit. And the Lance of Intercession. So be sure to join me next week. Looking forward to you. That will conclude our session for today. Go back and look over these notes. Meditate on it. Meditate on the word of God. Go back and listen to some of the other teachings at will. So that you can make sure that you get all this uh, down in your spirit. All righty. Know that I love you. I'm praying for you. And uh, God bless you. Oh, yeah. And don't forget, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. Be sure to share this episode with someone in your life. Also, share on your social media outlets. And I would love for you to connect with me on Facebook, Instagram, and be sure to subscribe to my new YouTube channel. You can find the links to all my pages by visiting my website at www.paulacornett.weebly.com. God bless you and hope that you will take time to listen again soon.